Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Honorat's on today, and we have a special guest for you. My man, very smart guy, McLaren fan, I want to I wanna assume. I'll put him on blast right away. Shah, Shah, his friends call him Shah. He's our friend, so everybody call him Shah. Um, hopefully, he can make more uh, more visits. He can come around and, and, and be on the show more often. Uh, one of the original founders just doesn't want to be online most of the time, uh, but he's always in the background. But today, uh, our friend, uh, and you miss him, um, Trevor's out busy uh, on, a, on a hot date, I want to assume. Uh, I hope so. Uh, he has, he's out camping. I don't know. He's going to burn a forest down or something. But uh, Trevor couldn't make it. Uh, Shah says he'll come from he'll come out of the the background, go center stage, and show us how it's really done. Shah, welcome to the show. Thank you, Honorat. It's been an honor. Hi, everybody. This is Shah here, and then I'm excited for the first episode. And then this Hungary episode is a good episode to pick. And then uh, I know, right? hopefully you, Trevor's you, you, having you fun, fun with his uh, date up there. And then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he better have a good date because he's missing on us this this sick conversation. Yeah, it was it's been a sick and interesting weekend overall, dude. Um uh, just take a step back when hungry this weekend. Um it's going to be a 70 lap race tomorrow. Um 14 corners, 6 to the left, 8 to the right. Uh it's going to be tough. Uh we had an interesting uh quality today. Uh, when Lewis Hamilton puts it on pole. And one thing that I found was interesting, just going to throw one stat out there. Lewis actually had the fastest lap in 2020. It was a 116.627. And today he beats that record with a 116.609. So just like 18, 18 hundredths of a second. Insane. So congratulations there's been a long time coming but you know other amazing things happen uh throughout throughout this uh today we're gonna go over all of that uh and then we're gonna kind of talk about a few topics that we think uh uh as usual you should look out for and then honor is gonna probably close it out it's my turn today to give my uh top 10 and then tomorrow you can all you can all judge me or hate me after that but yeah uh what did you like about this weekend so far oh let me get started with the very <laughs> first thing was listening to bono say get in there lois it's been an year and a half since we last heard it and that was like the best thing and then i was Bro, i almost I was, cried i was like from running from my ear to ear the best thing and then I was over the edge. And then, yeah, this has always been Lewis's track. When you take a look at it, 2020, yes. 2021, yes. Uh, 2022, he had DRS issues. So that's why he wasn't able to put it on pole. But then Russell did put it on pole. And then here we are, 2023. And Lewis did put it on pole. That was a really well put lap. And then when you do see his onboards of the lap, that was very precise, very clean, smooth on the throttle, perfect break. He's just like sending it in. But yeah, that was something else. It's it's, it's actually really refreshing to see Lewis on pole, Max Verstappen P2 with just six thousandths of a second. 
and then Landon Norris, McLaren coming up there with eight thousandths of a second. That's 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 a fun uh, quality grid that right yeah. there we have. And yeah, that's 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 the first main thing that I got and was like I absolutely enjoyed it. I love the new format of the uh, qualifying: hards, medium, softs for Q Q one, Q two, Q three. That was a good experiment, and then it it. it it put everybody on the edge because the entire grid was like super close. Well, wait, that was beautiful, right? I agree with you with the with the tire temperature stuff. I was worried for guys like Perez. I was worried for Mercedes, and it, and it proved right, right? It cost Russell that end traffic. Uh, it cost Russell uh, Q two entry, but I was worried that uh, it it wasn't going to be a success. But oh my God, was it great and. For me, what I took away from this new quality setup was the fact that every tire requires a different way to be warmed up. If you want to extract performance, the hards you got to push off the bat. Your 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 push lap, your no, your out lap yeah. is really a push lap, really. But you have to manage that with the battery, not start juicing out the 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 battery while you're going out there, and then you're going back to back with another push lap to, to be able to warm them up enough to extract lap time. And that was hard. And then you move on to a different uh, tire, the, the, the mediums, right. And on the mediums, it's a completely different warm up. It, it, it degrades differently during the track. The grip is different. And then you go back to the almighty reds, dude, by the time you're on red and you're like, now the car is on rails, this is what we're used to. And as fans, that we, we if we see the reds in 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 q1 q2 and q3 it just becomes oh because you just know the order but with this new sh- it, it's because every car is designed differently uses tire differently oh my god this was a bloody fantastic that is uh, true change to the regulations in terms of quality and i hope it sticks around longer i don't know it was. I gave that a ten plus. It, it, ten out of ten. It was a good experiment, I would say, because many teams, let's say, for with the hards, Alfa Romeo, all through the season, they have been having issues with their tire degradation because they have been degrading it too faster. Same thing goes with Haas. So when you were when you did look at Q one, they were the first ones to light up their hearts into the operating windows and they were up there setting quick times <laughs> and then it's more like the tires uh it, it, they played into the team's weaknesses and then it helped them uh, overcome them and then they were just there and then setting it in and then when you did take take a look at some of the other lower teams they weren't able to fire them up as much and then for instance aston martin had a really difficult time firing up those hard tires yeah it did it did it did yeah. Well, speaking about people that had hard time firing up the tires, or people that got caught up in this, uh, this new name is Russell. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Russell quickly. What can he do? Um, and, and before we dive in, just a few steps to put some data out there uh, ahead of tomorrow. So Russell uh, starting P eighteen. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of race base, we did some calculations. We look at other data from other sources. He is roughly around nine fastest. Mercedes is around uh, in terms of overall team race base. They're sitting around, I don't know, Mercedes 
seventh or like they have decent race pace, but they're not, it's not extraordinary better than anybody else. Um, So they have opportunity to fight. Uh, The, the other thing to account for is overtakes. Where do you overtakes happen here in Hungary? It's usually just the straight from turn 14 to turn one, from turn two to turn three, because those are the DRS areas on this track. Outside of that, you're stuck behind a guy for the entire lap, uh, hoping to be close enough to pull a move on in, in one of these DRS areas. Number three, race strategy, as we saw last year, is it, it sits borderline one-stopper, two-stopper. Uh, but I think with Pirelli bringing the softest sire, tires here, C3, C4, and C5, uh, it, the degradation should be high given track temperature. So I'm leaning towards a double, a two-stopper. And then, so that gives options to Russell, right? And then the last thing is uh, it's, 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 it's his ability not make a mistake or, or like the, the red flags or stuff like that. But just wanted to put that out there so that you can have kind of the data to kind of like give me your point of view, given all of that. Where do you think he performs? It, sh- it shakes up for him in the race tomorrow. I mean, yeah, I mean, seeing Lewis finish on pole and him being P18 must be hard on himself. Uh, it's it's also not his fault, more or less, but how he got caught up in the traffic and the quality and how the team made the call to send out both the cars at the very last laps just so that they could utilize a maximum rubber grip on the track during the qualifying. It worked out great for Lewis, but it did not for uh, Russell. He just threw the shot stick. Uh, but... Starting P18 with two, it's it. I do think it's going to be a two-stop strategy too because of how the tire temperature, how the track temperature is going to be tomorrow, which is similar to today's quality. Uh, overtaking is difficult, but it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. And given how they have had a good straight line speed, they could do it. But one thing I do think is he's going to get stuck in traffic, mainly behind the Ferrari cars, because what I do believe is this is a short track with some tricky in sector two, tricky turns in sector two. And Ferrari's power unit has always had great traction out of these controls. They're uh, mechanical uh, Not It's not just the engine thing, but it's more like their power unit and the electronic control units have been able to deploy more energy much effectively in those corners, in and out of corners, than what Mercedes has been able to do. And then if you do take a look at it, of all the Mercedes-powered cars on the grid, McLaren are the fastest, which is a customer team and not Mercedes. So that's something to look into. But Russell, it's going to be a good fight. He's going to have to pick where he wants to make a move, and he's going to have to build it up. We've seen few quite overtakes and turn fours in the past year or so, past few seasons, some tricky overtakes, some uh, daring lunges. So hopefully we get to see, we get to see a show from Russell in there, and uh, yeah. it'll be fun. I mean, you never have a control over safety cars or red flags, but if it does happen, and then I'm pretty sure Mercedes is going to plan on uh, capitalizing on those moments to put put him up front. Yeah, the issue we have here with safety cars is just a twenty percent chance of a safety car here. So like it's 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 hard. But I feel like the race control this year has been relatively trigger happy in terms of uh, 
like pulling out the red flags and safety cars uh, after Australia. So yeah, this year might be the one where even though it's a 20% chance of a safety car, uh, we do get one, right? Uh, the other thing you want, I want to, I want to, I want us to remember is, do you remember last year's strategy wise, when Ferrari went on the hards, uh, and anybody that went on the hards during the race had a tough, had a tough time. Will it be? Do you think something like that will repeat, or the new constructions that we got from Pirelli uh, just eliminates that option? Do um, you think the hards and mediums will be the, the the priority here tomorrow in terms of tires that are used? Definitely, that will. That is a good point to bring up. Uh, given how all the teams have been very close with the hard tires this weekend. I, I wouldn't say some, one team is going to run away and the other team is going to be dead slow. They're more or less going to be half a second within each other. But that's where uh, the driver's talent comes into picture, seeing how where he can push in into an extra corner, how can he preserve his tires a little bit more overheating. Because if you do take a look at the free practice too, where Checo Perez was more or less saying, hey, I can get these tires to cool down because that's because no that was again on the hard tires too so he couldn't get them cooled down even when he was not pushing in he was just do, doing a slow reconnaissance lap so that is going to play a major factor because of higher temperatures once you put those hot tires into the operating window and then you you gotta try to drive as slow as you can to bring them down but again the track temperature being 45 degrees Celsius that's that's gonna play something and with the track being very small and close following of cars, you never know what's going to happen. But it's it's it is it will be making a, for an exciting race tomorrow. Hard tires, medium tires, and one thing I'm excited for is Landon Norris has a new set of medium tires because Q2 he said the fastest lap time and did not go out for a second run because he oh. had a good buffer. And uh, Piastri too. He has a half. He he put a he put a medium tires in the cycle, but did not push them to the extent. Same for Sergio Perez too. Like he was pushing in for the first two sectors, but the last sector he completely Victory dropped backed off. off. So that gives them a pretty good idea. They could you could do uh, you could start medium, fresh medium on the uh, off the bat. Push that as long as you can. Throw in another medium, and then go on softs for your second pit stop. And, and that's your race and avoid the hards. I don't know. I'm just thinking out of my head. Good Maybe that's an interesting it's strategy. A, it's a long race. So, yeah, they could have having hard tires in there because here's the thing the drivers. So, in the past few weekends, when you do take a look back at the past weekends, the past nine races, not all drivers had the data on how to fire up hard tires but they have the data on how to fire up the hard tires this weekend because of the mandatory Q1 use of hard tires. So teams will take that into consideration and then they will pit accordingly. And it'll be fun because they got new set of data, which they did not focus much on in the past. In the past, yeah. Oh, cool. This is great. This is great. So it's going to be, it's strategy-wise, it's going to be a very, it won't be cookie cutter. It will be, It'll be different. It'll be uh, it'll be diverse across across the grid tomorrow, uh, even across teammates too. I think you wanna you wanna offset your strategy just to hedge it. So I think that's one thing that's gonna be amazing. It's just 
what strategy does each driver uh, prefer? You know, uh, Russ, uh, Russell, maybe go hard and and go as long as you can, and and or go go soft early and make some spots. I don't know. You 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 can get creative uh, uh, if you're Russell as well. I think yeah, that's something that uh, Mercedes is gonna play with is see where Russell's at and how much progress he can make off the start, and then see if they could use Russell to cover either Perez, who's starting P9, both the McLarens or one of the or the Aston Martins, to see if they could probably cover them off with Russell, just so that Hamilton can keep up in the top, and. Uh, I mean, anything in top three finish for Mercedes is a win, but Hamilton's yeah. win is is something that everybody wants right now after seeing him on pole. It's been a while, and excited for uh, Hamilton and Verstappen uh, start, and then closely behind Landon Norris and Piastri. So it's going to be fun, the top four. And shout-out to Guan Yu Zhou for P5. He put that... Uh, <laughs> He put that car in there. He he and Bottas too. He was in there. P seven. That is actually a great performance by both the yeah. Alphas. Yeah, let's 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 talk about this this little rivalry here that we haven't had in a while. Uh, the Lewis Hamilton Max Verstappen uh, tomorrow. How does it go? It could go many ways. Uh, you could get off the bat. They're fighting for it, uh, and and they're throwing blows. They're 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 trying to take track position you know go wide on a turn to like you know elbows out off the bat does lewis go elbows out he's not known for doing that max is comfortable going elbows out so how does how does that dynamic play out again a year and a half later uh, from saudi arabia and then you know who capitalized on that is is the mclarens right but but yeah but just sticking a step back lewis v max what 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 are you looking out for tomorrow so the start is something that is definitely going to be the highlight on uh, which driver gets in front kind of thing. That's that's a good thing. But at the same time, Verstappen knows he has a winning car. So he will be playing it safe, just like what he did in Silverstone when you see Landon Norris pushing in and Max was there. So, I mean, Verstappen, yes, he got a slow start, but at the same time, he wasn't pushing too much to get the place because he eventually got it back in like four laps. Yeah. So say, or he's, he was, or what, what can happen tomorrow is a, a, the driver can take the lead. If Hamilton takes the lead, which happen will try to see how we can fight fair and square. And then if not, he'll try to stay within Hamilton's DRS for at least a few, four or five laps. And then uh, he'll make an overtake on the DRS. Yeah. He has and a then, powerful DRS for sure. Yeah. Like the, the most dangerous DRS on track. Yeah. So it's hard to put it off. For Verstappen not winning, right? Like when I look at these numbers, like it 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 crunches out to be uh that the, the Red Bull is so superior that even if you're on pole, even if you're ahead, the TRS effect is enough. And given the nature of this track, he just has to wait and get you on on back to back TRSs and and that's it. He's gone after that. Or can Lewis stay behind him? Is is that an option for Lewis as well? Stay that behind would be him. The plan. So what? See here, what Lewis needs to focus on is yes, he can take the lead, and at the same time, he also needs to have it at the back of his mind that both the McLarens are behind. He doesn't want to yeah. do places with them. McLarens have had shown great race pace, uh, and you do take a look at FP two, FP three, because 
I mean, the data reads one thing, but when you do take a look into those sessions, Landon Norris was held up by a few cars, especially Lance Stroll, for six laps when he was putting in his race pace deltas. And then anytime you do see their fast times, they've already they've always put those fast times early into the session and then focused on with their programs. But when you do take a look at other teams, like uh, other teams, they usually did put their lap times later on into the sessions as the track progressed. So that's one thing. But McLaren has some promising uh, race pace tomorrow. It's really so good Lewis, race pace. Lewis doesn't want to eat his tires up in the first yep. few laps and uh, fall prey to the two McLarens. So that is something that he also needs to be in the back of his mind. I'm pretty sure Mercedes is going to But you need to out. build a gap too, right? Yeah. Do you, so what, do you build what a gap? Doing? If or do you, you, use, place to, you use a toe from, from Max? That's exactly Max what he toe. needs to be doing. If he loses uh, places to Max, he's going to have to try his best to stick within Max's DRS and tag along with Max or tag along with whoever is in P1 and get away from P3, P4, just so that they don't give them the opportunity of undercut or overcut. Build up excitement. Yeah. Excitement. But then if you're, if I'm a Clarence, what do I want to do? If I'm Nando Norris or, or Piastri, what do I do off the bat? Do I just want to jump either Max or Lewis? Lewis is the easy one you want to jump. If you can jump Lewis, you can make his day hard. If you're either of those two. Here, when we take a look at the constructor standings, McLaren has a large gap to fill, to jump up. So what they're going to do is they can go all in. I mean, they have not much to lose, per se. They have good progress, yes. Uh, they're, they're, they're making good uh, understanding of their current upgrades and making good changes in tra- the trajectory is on an upward trajectory. So in terms of tomorrow's race, both the drivers can start off very conservatively the first few laps, keep their, maintain their position 3-4 because they don't, they don't have anybody behind who's close by to make an overtake until they, they get a very massive start. And once they settle down, that's when they can start pushing their lap time slowly and slowly and start reeling the top to in. And then because when we did take a look into Silverstone, they had good race pace. They were uh, up there. I mean, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, all three of them had similar race pace in Silverstone. So that could be the same thing today for tomorrow's yeah. race. So oh, all they got to do is slowly reel them in and uh, lure, lure them in and then play it with the strategies. McLaren has been making good progress in terms of pit stops too. So it's exciting. This is when this we're, get, we're getting into this era or this part of the season where every aspect of your team needs to be on point. Yeah. And this includes, like you just said, and you and you pointed out, and I'm pointing fingers at Mercedes now, your bloody pit stop and McLaren as, as well, because they, they end up messing up pit stops as well for their drivers. So and, and Red Bull doesn't do that. So this is important. Every man on the team tomorrow, if your team is gonna perform well tomorrow, you can't make mistakes. Mistakes are unacceptable tomorrow, given how bunched up and packed everybody is and the strategy availability that are out there. It's going to be fascinating. It's, and it's, we're going to be on our toes the freaking entire time. Before I skip away from the three guys, I want to touch, touch on Paris. Uh, he did something different today in terms of uh, his quality uh, mindset and his approach to qualifying. He went out first most of the time, 
put put the put the first banger lap in, try to be safe. I think the only time he didn't do that was when Max had had to get out of Q two, so they sent Max out the second time out um, to kind of position himself well. But overall, he ends up P nine. He's starting to race P nine, but in front of them, in front of him, are really fast cars. He has to get past Alonso, uh, maybe Bottas. He could do it. Leclerc, maybe Joe, he has an upper hand there. Piastri and Norris. So he has at least four guys there that are that are keeping him off the podium. Uh, so if you if I'm Paris tomorrow, I know I have the DRS, uh, but am I allowed to push it or do I need to be conservative? What what we what wiggle room do I have given there's a threat in Ricardo? Uh, in inside my house now. So wh- how much can I push or what do I need to deliver tomorrow? In terms of Perez's qualifying today or from his side of the garage, their main goal more or less looked for uh, Perez to be in the top 10 for tomorrow's starting grid. So Q1, they didn't want to put too much pressure onto him or put him under too much pressure for him to bend it kind of thing. So Q1, they sent him early for the first two, for both the laps. He's got it, put a good save time, and he was there. Q2, same thing. Max's time was deleted, so they sent Max a little earlier for the second one. But similar approach for Perez. Q3, too, you could do the same thing. They sent him out very early for the first lap. The second lap, too, they sent him out very early. He put that in, and then he was done. So that was It was risky, though. I mean, risky, yes, but their their end goal was to get him into Q3. Get him into... Uh, put him put him under no pressure uh, no external pressure that is not needed for him at this point of time yeah. and then make sure that he could put the car somewhere in on a good place in the grid where they could fight so in terms of tomorrow's race start if Perez is in top five by the first 10 laps or so red bull will be aggressive on the strategy to get him on the podium that is for sure going to happen because Anything by the podium is a no-no for Checo Perez. But if he does get a good start, I mean, he's he's starting alongside Alonso. Alonso is known to have massive starts, uh, or behind Alonso. Behind behind Botas, yeah, he's right behind Botas. But yeah, but uh, also Alonso. Yeah. But on Botas' and, uh, side, Botas is known to have good starts once in a while. He really hasn't had great starts with this Alpha. So that is one thing. And then you have Guan Yu Zhou, who's fifth. So it'll be a good experiment to see how Guan Yu Zhou is good at starts, starting the higher up in the grid. Because when you're higher up in the grid, you have more to see and you're, you have more lines to test out. And uh, Perez starting behind Hulkenberg. I mean, Hulkenberg is starting behind Perez. So not yeah. much of a threat from there. So he needs to keep his place within the first few laps, make some moves here and there, not tangle with Alonso. That is one thing. Alonso, no matter where he starts, he always likes to have his elbows open and out for the first few laps. So Perez doesn't want that to happen to him. He doesn't want to tangle with Alonso and bend it or spin it and go drop back behind the grid. When he does that, the team is going to immediately bring him in, put him on hard tires, and then it's going to be... Uh, it's 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 going to be a lonely race for him. Yeah. If that yeah. Happens. So Alonso is the key to his race there. The biggest the biggest threat is getting past Alonso as quick as possible. And we know what Alonso can do, man. Here in Hungary, he defends 
is it even a lion? What is he defending? Like, like a, he's defending like a dinosaur. There's no way you can get past him. Ask Lewis Hamilton. Like it took Lewis a hot minute to get past him in 2021. If you remember that 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 amazing race we had, but yeah, Alonso is the key. Like Stroll is 14th. Alonso put that car in P8. Like he he he's amazing. Yeah, and he's I mean, a threat. Alonso is known to be a great qualifier. He's also known to bring every single drop out of a car, no matter how bad the car is. So that is Alonso. That that is what defines him per se. But then, what is a win for Alonso tomorrow? Is it is it getting the getting Leclerc and and finishing P five? I think it's a success if you can do that. Get both us Leclerc at this to point in time for Aston. It's not just for Alonso; it's for Aston Martin to get maximum points they can to keep their place in the constructors as P three. Yeah, uh, because Ferrari is closing in. Yes. Uh, Leclerc is starting higher, yes. Carlos Sainz is starting lower, P11, yes. But also Lance Stroll is under investigation for uh, Bottas in Q1, for probably mm-hmm. blocking Bottas in Q1. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that he, if, it's a, if it's clear cut, it's a slam dunk grid penalty. He's going to start further back. Yeah. So, and then. <laughs> and then and that, five, it's usually a five place, right? Yeah. Use your five, yeah, five place. Woo. 19th. Magnuson, congratulations. He's a dad. He's, he lost three tenths again this weekend. Just kidding. Just wanted to, congratulations. He has a new daughter, though, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, gets smoked again by Hockenberg. He doesn't have a contract. I just want to do a, a, a sidekick here. I'm worried for him. He doesn't have a contract yet for next year. And Gunter is... is who, is, who will Haas bring? Do you have another driver know. in mind? There's nobody in there that has to bring Antonio Giovinazzi. No way he's going to no. lead that uh, hypercar project. That juicy, that juicy whack life? Come yeah. on, man. I'm not, I'm not leaving that. Hell no. Well, uh, <laughs> Nick DeVries wants to drive Formula 1 again. <laughs> I, don't, I think uh, Nick DeVries needs to come to a closure with his Formula 1 career. And that's more or less his mini stint that he had. And then that's done. That's fine. Yeah, check the box. I was an F1 driver. Uh, didn't work out. It was just, it was just. How do you call it? Uh, wrong place, wrong time. You know. Um, and and you move on in life, and life gets better. Uh, yeah. Side when they're talking about the freeze, let's let's talk about Ricardo. Uh, oh my God, he, did he just smoke Yuki? Round one. I mean, that, r- that's round what one. the position says. I'm a, I'm a happy that yeah. Ricardo was able to get. <laughs> in grips with the car uh, quite early and uh, but when you do take a look at Yuki still Yuki was fast all through this weekend he was very good he just had a bad sector three in uh, Q1 so when that that was something that more or less put him in the back foot so that's that's where Ricardo came in put it into P14 and then now he's starting P13 that's good so it, it is a good boost of confidence for him. Tomorrow's race is not to, I mean, he, scoring points on his race tomorrow is a consolation prize for him per se, or it's more like a victory for him. But for him tomorrow, it's more or less to understand the car, how it feels in the race setting, 
what moves can he make, how can he understand. It's actually a very smart move made by Red Bull to incorporate him into the Alpha Tauri at this track because this is a short track. And then you get to figure out all the performances and all the quirks of the car before they head on to Spa, which is the heavy braking, long straights and long speeds. So that because that's where you can lose. If your braking points is off, you're going to be losing massive time. And then mm-hmm. once he does these two, he has the summer break to read into every single bit he has done in the past two weekends, past two race calendars, and then build up from that. I think for Ricardo to perform immediately is after summer break. He needs to be up there beating Yuki in and out when there are no mistakes from both of the drivers and trying to see how much they could pull that AlphaTauri upwards further up the and then help develop it too right i think that's important i think it's 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 leveraging his knowledge to bring to to to, to impact development in a in a way where the car suits him a little bit more for the second half of the season and puts him on track to build a good car next year even if he has to stay there to see paris work through his contract or maybe that's his space maybe that will be his place longer term who knows right uh but but keeping that like this is the place i'm at now and and i need to just extract the most off of it uh i think he he his race pace is relatively slower than yuki's um and and hopefully he gets points tomorrow i doubt he can uh but i think tomorrow is just like you said making sure you understand the card and not make a lot of mistakes. Uh, talking about what other topics should we talk on here? Uh, should we talk about here? We spoke about McLaren, Lewis, Verstappen, Paris, Russell. Um, anything else that you're looking at for tomorrow? Uh, just the uh, tire strategy on how teams are going to play, make a play and uh, how they're going to utilize their strengths with the limited amount of tire sets that everybody has because everybody was forced to use the same tire sets. Uh, And then it was more or less everybody was on the equal benchmarks. So everybody more or less has similar number of tire sets. So that will be... I I think that's true. That's true. That's And talking about uh, tires, it it just came to my mind. Uh, There's other factors, right? There's... The heat here as well, that we're, that's, yes, it affects the tires, but it also affects cooling brakes. It also, which is, which is a weakness for uh, AlphaTauri. It's been for a while. And then it also affects engine temperature, radiator temperature, cooling temperature, which is also something that the Ferrari engine guys have been suffering uh, from for, for the last couple of weeks. They've, uh, they've had yeah. bangs. They've, they've had bangs in, in, um, Austria, they had another set of bangs in in uh, uh, Silverstone. Who's the next to blow up? Is it is anybody going to blow up this weekend again? Ferrari? Uh, I'm, I'm worried, and, I'm, and I'll be looking out for that. Not sure if anybody's going to blow up, but yes, uh, that is somewhat of a concerning, but that was only for uh, us for the times at both instances. So uh, not sure what the issue is up there is, but Ferrari pretty much should would have taken notice of it and probably tried to cover it. I think what you spoke about, like losing energy in FP one, if you remember that part where he was on his out lap or p- pushing a lap, and like, hey, what's going on with the energy? Uh, and they're like, yeah, bring it in, you know, box, and we'll take a look at it. So 
I'm always worried when in terms of Ferrari and its bio unit every weekend. Uh, it's just something I, I it's hard for me to sleep at night going into a race because it's like a jeopardy. Like Leclerc could be sitting in P3 or P4 and something weird would happen, you know? So that's where it's, it's, it's an outside factor that, you know, we know exists and we, we wish it wasn't there because it just ruins a, a, a gentleman's day, you know, just, all your efforts are down the drain when that happens. That is true, yes. Uh, but at the same time, it's part of racing. I mean, you never know when an engine is going to give up. But they're just going to have to constantly be in there. There are, there are obviously going to be some telltales of when an engine is going to be giving up and stuff like that. So it's more troubleshooting and keeping calm. So that it's going to be fun. But I hope there are no retirements or failures tomorrow in terms yeah. of the engine failures. But again, yes, close running, shorter tracks, everybody will be probably closer. DRS trains could could start farming. Perform. So yeah. tires overheating, uh, temperatures going up, trying to cool down the tires, trying to cool down their brakes, trying to make sure there is some clean air going into the engines just so that they don't overheat. That is exactly one of the factors that plays into George Russell because he's starting so low that he's going to have to go past quite a lot of people, and every single one is going to he's going to have this issue. It's more like he needs to. He has to go long. He has to go long and and skip the very first pit stop when everybody pits. Get clean air and keep going, and overtake that way. Like it's tough. It's tough. Yes. The, uh, is the yeah. strategy depends more or less on what the top what's happening in the top five, top six, yeah. who's where, and mm-hmm. they will try to see if they can utilize. Mercedes will try to see if they can utilize George Russell in any way to block off Perez and Aston. That's that's their main goal right now. I mean, they clearly know they can't challenge for constructors at this point in time, but uh, they want to maximize their points haul from wherever they're yeah. starting. Same, Absolutely. same thing goes with the McLaren too. So you have three teams with equal race pace. One team, that, that those three teams are closing in on the top team, that's Red Bull. And you have these other teams that are also closely packed within their own group. So you're going to have to leapfrog four or five cars in a span of two or three laps just so that you don't lose touch with the group that you want to catch. So it should be an overtaking fest tomorrow. Hopefully yeah. they give us a show. And we, we already have a show last for the year. first lap tomorrow. The race start is something that everybody has been looking forward to for the past two years since 2021. So we're standing. This is one race you don't want to miss, guys. Yes. This is the one race you want to wake up early and you want to be, you want to be, you know, at Wear your favorite pajama, your favorite clothes, or be at your favorite location um, and and watch it. Uh, we have a segment here, Shah. Uh, I know you're familiar with that, where uh, we do the top 10 uh, based on the data, based on uh, the conversation, and, and based on our views. Uh, I did a top 10. Um, I, I, I won't put you on, on the spot for this first episode. Uh, you'll be on hook the next time around when you come around. Uh, but yeah, I, I would love to hear your top three and uh, if you have anything uh, to, to say about my top 10. So my top 10 for tomorrow um, is Verstappen to win again, mm-hmm. P1, followed by Hamilton, Piastri, 
Norris. I shaked it up a little bit. I'm Piastri on the podium. I see. Uh, Leclerc, Perez, uh, Alonso, to Botas, to Joe Guan Yu, and to George Russell. Uh, Russell fights, but it, uh, it'll be tough. Uh, and I want to see my two my two uh, Alfa Romeo guys in there. It's been, it's been, it's been a tough year, so I wanted to include them. Uh, how about you? Uh, any any disagreements with, with my top 10 or who would you like, to, who would be your top three? I mean, that's a fun, uh, interesting top 10. Uh, it'll be very good to see that play out. I mean, I'm all in for any top 10 as long as it's a good race. And then it's yeah. more like, yes. Uh, strategy is something that I'll be looking forward to for tomorrow's race with everybody so close to each other, the field being close to each other. Strategy plays much more important role in tomorrow's race than it ever did in the past nine races and my top three i mean would happen for the win yes i would want lando p2 uh, hamilton p3 oscar to finish p4 but i would love oscar to get the podium p3 and uh, lewis to finish p4 but you know what i want lewis in there uh, or maybe even for the win, it's I'm I'm, I'm open, open. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? It, we, everybody wants Lewis for the win. I'm but... okay with any result tomorrow. Yeah, as long as all the drivers have a good race and nobody's yeah. robbed because of uh, yeah. somebody's mistake. That's that's what yeah. I want. It's like all right, you can race hard, you can race clean, and the 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 better person comes out on top. Yes, that's good for me. I don't yeah. uh, want to be disagreeing with anything else, so that's good. Hopefully the yeah. McLaren boys make it to podium and get their uh, one, two, two, three. Let's uh, go. Yeah. There you go. Because Landon Norris is up there hungry for his win. And shout out to Oscar Piastri for this qualifying. It's his rookie season. And he's been fin- consistently a- finishing behind Landon Norris for the past two races where ever since he's gotten the new upgrades. This race... There are some things he 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 will be learning because when you do take a look at their sector times between Lando and Oscar, Q1 pretty much, I mean the sector one, pretty much the same between them. Probably a tenth off, uh, Oscar being a tenth slower. Sector two, when you do say, uh, Oscar was actually a tenth faster in Q3 than Lando Norris. And if Lando Norris was able to pull that in, he could probably have contended for pole. But this is where the interesting bit comes in, is Sector 3, Landon Norris was two-tenths faster than Oscar Piastri. So it's more like they he will be learning when to push for tire grip and stuff like that. He could be pushing very much early into the lap and lose everything in the last sector, or he could break it down evenly and then let it roll out in Sector 2, because Sector 2 is more or less very tricky corners and then get maximum traction for Sector 3 where you have the long straight to finish up. So that's a good yeah. learning curve for him in terms of data, and then I'm excited to see what he's going to be doing in Spa next weekend. But more or less, for tomorrow's race, I'm all in. Let's go. I mean, I would, I mean yes, I want make, I'm hoping for the best result tomorrow for all the top five drivers. Yeah, Max is fighting for uh, win number 12, right? He's or been number twelve. Max will be super excited for tomorrow's race start too because he's been asking for battles. 
it gets boring when you're in the top and then there's nobody to battle. There's no and fight. When you a... did see Silverstone's interview, he was happy that La- he was able to fight with Lando for even a short of time. Yeah. And then how Lando was close to him for at least 15 laps and keeping him on his toes and behind his gearbox. Something similar tomorrow too. Mercedes, Red Bull, the start will be interesting. The first few laps, both of the, both of the drivers will be having fun. And then with Lando reeling them in with the both McLarens behind Lando and Oscar, it's going to be fun. It's it's more like. But if those battle. two jokers, if those two jokers crash into turn one, man, I'd cry that's, tomorrow. That's the first thing that they're going to talk in as a team. Is <laughs> like you know what? It's okay if you lose positions, but don't take each other out. It's okay you can keep your own positions, but don't take each other out. And uh, it'll be fun to see because one of them is starting on the other side. The other one is starting on this side. So it's like, are they going to both converge into the center of the grid? <laughs> or are they going to go into the far extremes yeah. of their Who's direction get the best and launch? go from the outside? So, Well, it's both, both starting P7. Opportunity for some bowling here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. But I was starting right behind. I mean, but... It, if he if he if he wants to go bowling, the first pin he's gonna hit is his own teammate that is Guan Yu Zhou. So he's gonna have to be careful. <laughs> bowling to Leclerc, yeah, excited. There's there's so so many scenarios can play out uh, tomorrow. But yeah, uh, before we before we close out, where are you watching uh, the race tomorrow? Oh, I'll be at Fila tomorrow. All right. Right. Yes. I'll be there as well. Yeah, can't wait. I'm bringing a few of my friends who are recently into the sport or they've been just watching the qualities and the practice sessions whenever I was watching it or stumbling upon it and asking me some good questions. So they want to experience it. It's a fun uh, first interaction for them with the sport. At at Fela, that's a good thing for them. So So you're being a fisher of men. They're bringing new people to... To, to to the to the to the Sunday service at Fela. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about your encounter that you had earlier this week? Oh yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I was telling you earlier yesterday. I was walking home, and I got stopped by these like you know those people that stop you on the street here in New York, uh, asking you to jo- to come to their church and like come pray or whatever on Saturday or Sunday. And, she, and these two young ladies stopped me and they're like, oh, what are you doing Sunday? You want to come to church with us? And like, my mind just blew. I was just, I was just blown away. I was like, uh, I, I can't tell them why I can't go to church. Right. <laughs> but it was one of them where I was like, uh, I, I got other plans. <laughs> but deep down in my head, it was just like, I could see a race start. <laughs> my head i'm just yeah. i'm just such a terrible it's person god forgive me <laughs> yeah i could see crofty like that that's the only prayer i know on sunday these days like lights out and away we go dude so yeah uh i feel bad but uh you know hey, it's a religion it it you, you could just tell them you know what my religion is a motorsport and cheering for uh, guys who are on the uh, who are racing for positions <laughs> while putting their lives on risk that's the best thing ever uh, I, I I feel bad. I feel bad. God forgive me. <laughs> but it was fun. It was funny. But yeah, I'll see you at Fela. Also, shout out tomorrow's Justin's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to Justin. Um, she'll be at Fela. If you see her, once you get in, she'll be there. Uh, say hi to her. Uh, she took care. She takes care of us every single weekend. So 
Shout out. Happy birthday. Uh, and uh, that'll be a wrap for today's episode. First time having shot on. Great episode. Excited to have you on anytime you want, my friend. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, come back next time. We have one more race before uh, we go to summer break. So you're welcome uh, if you are available. Any parting words, my friend? Uh, nope. I uh, had fun. Uh recording this podcast episode awesome. with you really good uh, thoughts and uh, very good insight to share with you and then for all the listeners out there anybody who has any good feedback or any sort of feedback just reach out to us give us all the feedback tell us what is good or what is it that we're doing good or what is it that we can improve on or what segments do you feel like we could add in we want to make sure that all the listeners are actively being engaged and then they're getting the right set of information and then we're all on the same page kind of thing learning the sport and experiencing the sport from every aspect not just from uh, what we see on the screen but from the details that you get to notice during a race the strategies and why has this been happening and why is this this that's the fun bit yeah that was great yeah i think we got some really great feedbacks trevor pointed out a few of them uh, after the silverstone recap episode uh, we spoke about Daniel quite a bit and the whole DeVries debacle there. Uh, and yeah, I heard I heard Chris, Christian also reached out to me. Uh, she some really positive feedbacks and and some stuff. So yeah, we we do hear them and we try to incorporate each and every one of them. If we don't put it out uh, on the recording, it doesn't mean it went into deaf ears. We are taking into account. So feel free to let us know uh, uh, how you feel and how we can improve. All right, it's a wrap. Yeah.